Welcome to this edition of DCS Talks, a podcast production of the Tennessee Department of Children's Services. The intention of DCS Talks is to promote dialogue among child welfare professionals, foster parents, and the entire community about ways to prevent child abuse and neglect. In this episode of DCS Talks, I'm happy to be interviewing Courtney Matthews, who is the Director of Independent Living at the department. The Independent Living Program offers help to youth and emerging adults who are in foster care and may turn 18 or will turn 18 as an adult and age out of the child welfare system. These services include creating a personal transition plan with each child that helps address education, housing, employment, finances, physical, and mental health. The Independent Living Program offers help through services designed to assist youth in foster care as they work towards self-sufficiency. Hello, Ms. Matthews, and thank you so much for joining us today at DCS Talks. Hi, Serena. Hi, everyone. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here, and I am as equally excited to know that there's so many individuals out there that are interested in independent living and serving our older youth in foster care. Thank you. Yes, I think the more we talk about this program, the better so that people are able to understand the work. Ms. Matthews, I remember working with you many years ago as a case manager, and I know you've done many things through your service at the department, so thank you for that. But can you tell us about your current role at the department? You're right, Serena. I have been with DCS for many, many years now and served in many capacities at DCS, but currently Currently, I serve as the Director of Independent Living, which is a phenomenal unit of staff all across the state that serve our older youth in care. They serve as content experts and support to our family service workers, our foster parents, youth, contract providers on all things independent living and extension of foster care. I know we're going to get into that, but We're a division of about 22 staff across the state. We serve young people and assist young people starting at the age of 14 in foster care and older. And more specifically, those that are, like you talked about, going to likely age out of foster care at 18 or older. So it's a unique population to serve. And our staff across the state are ready and willing and eager to help. That's fantastic. I know that you do a tremendous amount of work with all of your staff. And I know many of your staff, and they're all very enthusiastic, and they love the work that they're doing. So in the independent living program, it's like we said, it serves older youth and emerging adults. Tell us about this population of youth. What are some of their needs? I always challenge people to think back to their teenage years, right? And and think about it from successes and worries and and struggles from, from that nature, from your own teenage years. And then think about our youth that's in foster care that are away from their family, right? There's some some struggles with that. And so we definitely want to, and I encourage everybody working with this population to see them as individuals and 
talk to them, have discussions with them and see exactly where they are, where they where are their thoughts? What are some things that they like to do? What are their future goals and plans and help them to achieve those, work towards those goals and create realistic plans with them to work towards those goals. We want to give this population a sense of hope, right? And really, really be their cheerleaders. I say that a lot to my staff, right? So we we think about all the cheerleaders in our lives that we have that cheer us on and are in our back corner. And sometimes, you know, our older youth in foster care, they may not have those informal supports that's right there. So a lot of times it's us, the professionals that are working with them that are their cheerleaders. And so we take pride in that. But realistically, Uh this population, Serena, they just want to be heard. They want to be heard. They want their feelings validated. They want to be listened to and they want to be included. We've talked to many young people about being in foster care and what they want. And overall, they want the truth. They just, I can't say it enough that they want to be heard and they want people in their corner. So those are some, some things about this population. Some of the challenges that they may face as they age out of foster care. Realistically, we do have a program to support them, but without having connections to caring adults, we do sometimes see this population experiencing higher in- incarceration rates, potential homelessness, you know, mental health concerns, lack of education. So we really, really try to do a good job in supporting these youth, connecting them to caring adults, some those cheerleaders that I talked about to really pour into them and encourage them to achieve their goals and success and in whatever success looks like to them because each one of them are so different. I like that you focus on an individual plan with each child because each or youth is so different and wants to be heard as a unique person. I just also want to just add to that with this population and just like any of us, it's really important for those of us that are working with these youth to think about chances, right? Like they're not going to get it right the first time, maybe not even the second time, but it's really important that we think of them far as chances and giving some grace, right? Allowing them to make mistakes creating opportunities and space where they are able to, you know, actually learn from mistakes. That's all a part of transitioning into adulthood, right? We're not going to get everything right the first time or even the second time, sometimes the third time. (laughs) So we just really encourage all of our staff, no matter, you know, if you're frontline FSW, a contract worker, especially our foster parents that are working with youth, really try to think about it from their perspective, right? In walking in their shoes. And we just sometimes need to be reminded that that we have to give a little grace. We have to walk this path with them and help them along the way. Teach them the things that we know. (laughs) 
Yes, exactly. And that's so trauma-informed, too, because we know that these youth have experienced significant trauma, and, and they're human, and they're not going to get everything right the first time. So, yeah, so extending grace can really help them heal. Absolutely. Um, I think that it's great how many services there are through independent living. Can you tell us about some of the services that are included in independent living wrap services? Yes, absolutely. I'm so glad that you asked. So we do have services that we can fund for young people in foster care, the older youth in, in care. And so I'll just go down and explain some of them. And there is a list of these services on our website for anybody that wants to take a look at that. But we think about it from a standpoint of normalcy. Right. So any young person, a teenager, just a typical teenager, you are want to you want to do normal activities like go to prom. Right. So yeah. our young people, just because they are in foster care, they should be awarded, afforded the same opportunities, just like any other young person. We want to give them those normal experience. So some of the items that we can assist funding wise, as far as young people going to prom, we can help pay for the prom dress or the suit right. that the young men wear. We can pay for graduation items. And that is so oh. important. And honestly, that the graduation package is really one of the items that we utilize and pay for in high numbers. So I'm glad that staff are utilizing mm. that. So that class ring, yeah. the pictures, the invitations oh. for graduation, yearbook, all of those things, yeah. we can help cover those costs. The other thing that's really important for this population is learning how to drive, right? So being, yes. being mobile. <laughs> so we do have funding that we can assist with paying for driver's education classes. That's really important. We want to help young people learn those skills. Tutoring classes, okay. we can for our extension of foster care population, which, you know, we're going to get into that, I, I know, but helping a young person with auto insurance. It's so Ooh, important. Yeah. There's many services that we can help fund. Extracurricular activities is a big one, right? So yeah. young people get getting into sports and other, you know, activities at school. We just want to afford this population with the same opportunities as any other young person. So it's important to see your IL specialists and the FSWs across the state to talk through these items that we can help pay for for our young people. All, everything you mentioned are such milestones that we all remember and they're important for our development. Absolutely. And, so, and even down to like good grades, we really encourage our young people to take pride in their grades. So we even have service. We can pay for those good grades that they get. It's called the good grade incentive. So ask our staff nice. about that as well. We want to incentivize our, our young people to do good quality work in school. So what better way to help for some of those yeah. good grades? <laughs> That's fantastic. So if I were a foster parent and I was serving a teenage youth, would I talk to my FSW about the grade incentive? 
Mm -hmm, sure. Okay. Yeah, go to the FSW. And, it's, and the other thing is really important to find out who the IL specialist is that's working with the that young person. So like I said before, we have IL specialists in every region of the state. Some regions have two. So on our website, there is a list, a contact list for all of our IL specialists and it's uh, categorized by the region. So getting in contact great. with them as well is, is really important. We, we're here to help. And what a great way to support our foster parents as they serve older youth. It's win-win. <laughs> <laughs> right, encourage increased interest in foster parents to serve this population that is definitely a need. We wanna try to you know, reduce the amount of movement for this population as much mm. as possible. So encouraging increased foster parents that are willing to serve our teens and, and young adults in foster care. You never know. They may teach you something. They're very tech savvy. Yeah. They can, they can help yeah. you with that smartphone. Teenagers are more fun than they get credit for, I think. Oh, absolutely, Serena. I can tell you, I have many tasks in my role, right? But one of the ones that is most fulfilling for me is being able to get out there and talk to our young people, hear from them, hear their voice, how they're doing, yeah. suggestions on whatever it is, but just getting out there mm -hmm. and talking to them. They are so fun. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. A lot of times there's this thought out there that teens in foster care, they're you know, hard. they're they're hard or challenges for sure. But it just really takes individuals patience and mm. really want to work with this population. But they are so fun. They'll keep the laughs mm -hmm. going. <laughs> uh, so it Teens turn 18, obviously, sometimes when they're in high school even, and so they're legally, they're adults. And so we have some support for our youth that are 18 and above through the extension of foster care program. Could you tell us about that? We have extension of foster care in our state. For those of you that have been around for a number of years like I have, it was previously called post-custody, but it's called extension of foster care now. And it is a program for young people that age out of foster care. So if they turn 18 or older in foster care, they may be eligible for extension of foster care services. And those services entail case management services, primarily through our friends at Youth Villages through their Life Set program, which is also an awesome program. I encourage you guys to explore that program, Youth Villages Life Set. We work closely with them, but they do the case management for extension of foster care. There is a complacement component for extension of foster care. For example, if a young person ages out of foster care, they're in a foster home, there has been questions about, can we still serve that young person in that foster home if the foster parent is willing? And the answer is yes. So we continue to support those foster parents and the young person through extension of foster care services. We have supervised independent living programs across the state, which is like group housing 
that young people in extension of foster care can reside in. And I'll just plug in here that we are so excited that our partners with OmniVisions just opened actually last week. So in August, um, the first supervised independent living home in West Tennessee after about 10 years. So great. (laughs) And it is an amazing house. So we're really thankful for that. But yeah, so there's supervised independent living programs that our young people can reside in across the state. And then the other big one is young people that reside in a dorm, maybe, or reside in their Mm -hmm. own apartment we can still serve them through the independent living allowance, right? So that is a a stipend that they get monthly for while they're in extension of foster care if they are residing, so to speak, on their own. So there's a Mm. lot of services with extension of foster care. And I think one of the misconceptions about extension of foster care, especially from our young people, is that It's just like being in foster care. You know, folks are Mm. telling me what to do. No, you are your own person. You are an adult now and the services are voluntary. So I always encourage our youth that are aging out of foster care, talk to your worker, talk to your independent living specialist. We even have, Serena, we even have a group of young people with foster care and extension of foster care experience is called our Young Adult Mm -hmm. Advisory Council that have experienced extension of foster care. So if we have some young people that are on the fence about extension of foster care, I can connect them with some youth that have gone through it. I just always encourage young people to at least try it, right? So the eligibility criteria for extension of foster care right now is first that the young person had to have aged out of foster care and be in school. So what that looks like is if a young person is still in high school or pursuing the equivalent, such as the high set, they can be eligible for extension of foster care. Also, if a young person is pursuing their post-secondary education, so community college, TCAT, university, and they aged out of foster care, we can potentially enroll them in extension of foster care. We do have a third criteria. We call it the special needs criteria, for a young person that may have a disability or a medical condition that we can pursue extension of foster care. And typically that population, we use extension of foster care to bridge the gap until that young person transitioned over to adult services. But it's really important for the young person and staff to stay engaged with the IL specialists because they are, again, the experts on these transitions. And I'll go ahead and add here, Serena, that another thing that we're really excited about is come next year, we'll be adding two additional criteria for extension of foster care that is employment-based. So next year, and we'll do messaging about this, but Uh, For young people that are employed at least 80 hours per month may be eligible for extension of foster care uh, next year. And then also young people that are participating in a program 
to remove barriers to employment. And that's a, a wide mm-hmm. criteria, right? So job for yeah. apprenticeships, nail tech, massage all, therapy, all, all kinds of things. Exactly, exactly. So there, it's an awesome That's program great. right now. And we're really excited that it's going to be expanding early next year. And we'll be able to serve even more young people. I just really encourage young people to try it. I know that many of our young people, when they are approaching 18 and aging out of foster care, they've been in custody for some time, right? And they have this thought process like, I just want to be done. I want to get away from the department Mm -hmm. and all of these individuals and figure it out on my own. Yes, you have the ability to do that. But why not take part of a program that is voluntary and you can get some additional supports? We're here to help. We just want to help in that transition to adulthood. We do recognize that transitioning to adulthood is is tough for everyone, no matter what your background is. And for those without those family connections that some of us have, it can be even tougher. It's okay. We're here to support your independence, but also to support you through this big transition in your life. We want to see you through and help you along the ways. I saw your picture with Governor Lee signing this off into law and congratulations to you and your team. I know it was a lot of work and we appreciate you and all your dedication for making that happen. I can't express enough how important youth voice is, right? So we have heard from our young people for a number of years where when they are leaving foster care, one of their primary thoughts and goals is, how am I going to make money? I need to mm-hmm. be able to support myself. And so with this legislation that's passed, it allows us to keep young people eligible for extension of foster care while they're working. And we can help mm-hmm. them with budgeting though the paychecks that they receive. We don't want them blowing their yeah, money yeah. just on anything, but helping them yeah. you know, figure out how to budget and allocate a certain number of funds for their rent or their car payment, things of that nature. So it's just a supportive service. We're not trying to tell young people, young adults, exactly what to do, although we want to guide them, but (laughs) we want to be their cheerleaders and just help. (laughs) It's a great service. We're starting to be able to support students who go right into a job position, but if they do choose to go to a higher education or a trade school. We do have some education vouchers or post-secondary education mm-hmm. opportunities. Maybe you could tell us about that as well. We have, DCS have two, I think of them as scholarships, right? So two yeah. scholarships that we primarily facilitate. So the education and training voucher scholarship, the amount of the scholarship for both of our scholarship is up to 2500 per semester, 5000 
per year. So our young people that age out of foster care and our young people also, because this is another population that we really want to think about too. So any of our young people mm -hmm. that achieve permanency after the age of 16 through adoption or subsidized permanent guardianship, mm -hmm. we can apply the education and training voucher scholarship for them, depending on the school that they attend. So again, it's really important to stay in contact with the IO specialist because they know all about these services. And that particular scholarship goes up to the age of 23. And right. then we have the Bright Future Scholarship, which is a state-funded scholarship. It's the same amount for our young people that exit custody at the age of 16 or older. And it's the same amount, 2500 per semester or 5000 per year. And that particular scholarship goes up to the age of 24. So again, we have a number right. of services that we yeah. can provide to help support our young people in whatever success looks like for them. So these particular scholarships often aid other scholarships that young people may receive. So it's really, really important for young people to complete their FAFSA if they're interested or looking mm -hmm. to go to school. And our staff can assist with that too. Again, we're here to help. So reach out to us and let us be in your corner and talk to the young people that, that you guys are serving. That's great. So we at DCF can help our youth with the FAFSA and obtain the funding to go to to college, to trade school, mm -hmm. all of those different options. Absolutely. And one thing I think that some people don't know, we actually, within our division of Office of Independent Living, we have a scholarship coordinator that helps our young people with obtaining those scholarships. She knows the eligibility for the scholarships. Mm. She processes the applications that our staff sends over to her. And she communicates with different liaisons at the various schools in the Bursar office. So we're just really excited to have the team that we have. It's a good group of individuals at DCS that really understand this population of youth. Those are great services, great ways to support our youth and emerging adults. And, and tell us one more thing, Ms. Matthews, if our foster parents are interested in learning more, who should they contact? We have an independent living specialist in every region of the state. So if you go to our website, tn.gov, and search independent living, you'll see an array of services and supports for our youth and our foster parents. But then our contact list is on the website as well. So you can search for that and find out exactly who the independent living specialist is that covers your region. You can talk to your family service worker. They can help you get in contact with the independent living specialist as well. We do have a phone number for you know individuals that have general questions and we can also help you contact your independent living specialist through that. And that number is 844-887- seven two seven seven again reach out to us we're here thank you so much miss matthew thanks for sharing this information we really appreciate the work you do and also talking with us today awesome thank you so much for having me
Thank you, listener, for your interest about child welfare. Please join DCS Talks again to hear other subject matter experts discuss ways to advocate for children and build resilient communities.